Welcome back to the Reality Serve Real podcast. We're your hosts, Christina, Abby, and Michelle. And today we are going to talk about the Challenge USA episode five and also um, All Star Shore episode seven. So we're going to start with Challenge USA today and we're just going to get right into it. We get started with the algorithm. So everybody is paired up. via the algorithm and we have danny and angela derek and kayla david and Alyssa, tyson and cache enzo and kyra kyland and shannon dom and desi cinco and aza ben and justine and leo and sarah and for me a lot of these teams seemed really even um, the ones that stuck out to me were um, Danny and Angela. Angela, I feel like they're by far, like, just on paper, the strongest team. Um, Kylan and, and Shannon, I think, is also a strong team. As I've been saying all season long, I think Shannon is very underrated. Um, and I think we saw a bit of that this episode. Uh, and then also Ben and Justine, I think, are a team that – really have it have it in them to just kill it so um the weaker teams i would say the rest of them though are like kind of even keeled i can't i mean cinco and aza maybe are a weaker team but even cinco is is a stronger guy so um were there any teams that stood out to either of you two as something that was kind of weaker than the rest david and Alyssa, i was worried about them but then they proved me wrong but i was really worried about them See, I'm not worried about Alyssa. I think she holds, I think she's one of the strongest girls there. I mean, I know that she's small, but I think she's really strong. If it was her and anyone else, it was the David factor for me. <laughs> it was the David factor. That's funny. Okay. Well, and that's kind of the same with um, Cinco and Aza for me. I think that of the girls remaining, it's very clear that Aza is the weakest girl. Yeah. And Cache, but Cash is with Tyson, so that can't be too weak of a pair if Tyson's attached to it. He really brings the really brings I mean, he's up until this episode, he's won um two out of four, so he's won fifty percent of of the daily challenges so far. So I mean I think Tyson, I don't think it matters who he's with. I think he's gonna perform well no matter what. Um, so then getting into the daily challenge, Abby, do you want to talk a little bit about the dailies this episode? Yeah. So this daily was called barreled treasure and the partners have to jump off a barge and they have to swim 150 yards to a buoy. And then they have to memorize that their individual code that's on this buoy. And then they have to swim another 75 yards to a cargo ship. And that's their, um, there's a hundred barrels on this cargo ship and they have to search for their individual code. They have to pop the lid um, of the barrel and there's puzzle pieces inside that they then have to bring back to the barge. And they have to do that twice. So once they collect the first pieces, they have to go back and collect, go find their second barrel with their code and collect the rest of the puzzle pieces. 
Um, so just a few interesting things about this challenge. Um, Aza, Leo, and Enzo apparently can't swim. Um, which, again, don't know why you go on the challenge or any survivor, any of that, and not practice your swimming. I think that's interesting because yeah, there's I always... agree. Yeah, there's always a swimming challenge, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that brings us back to, you know, like, um, to, there's been so many people on the flagship show in the past that didn't know how to swim, but I'm just really going to shout out Cam here because I think that she was one of the first people to really, like, learn and stand out and improve between one season to the next. I know Leroy did too, but Leroy did so many seasons before he met Cam and he still didn't learn how to swim until she was with him and she made sure that they both learned how to swim. So I give it up to both of them for, um, you know, learning how to swim so that they compete better in the show. I think that that's awesome. Um, but in my opinion, I really think Cam is, is like the front leader of people being like, Oh, I need to learn how to swim. But, um, yeah, she's a badass. But Cache said that she on on the official challenge podcast, she said that she did take swimming lessons before she came onto the show. Okay. But she like had no idea how to swim before that. She did take swimming lessons, but it's like different when you're swimming against a current. Um, and also she like just didn't have enough time to prepare to be like a strong swimmer, but she did know like the basics of how to swim. Yeah. And I think Christina, we kind of talked about this. It's like different when you're, if you grow up swimming and it's just something you learn when you're a kid versus trying to learn as an adult, it must be so difficult. Yeah. I completely agree. But I get commend, I commend anyone for trying. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I'm not trying to, like, knock Leroy down by saying that or anything. I just, like, you know, really want to give props to the queen, the one who got him there. That's all. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. But I'm sorry, Abby, continue about the dance. Oh, no, no, you're, you're such, good. Such an interesting so, little sidebar there. Um, So, Tash opens up, Cache opens up, the wrong barrel and I think they are the only team that makes that mistake so if you open up the wrong barrel you have got to swim back to the buoy and so basically you're you're swimming extra it sets you back a lot of time and then I thought it was funny because both the next time she they went back to the barge I don't know if y'all noticed this but she was walking looking at all the numbers like with her hands like up in the air <laughs> like yeah she didn't trust so herself not to touch it again that's what a <laughs> Tyson said on surviving the challenge he said that there was one other team that had to go back I can't remember who it was though but he said that um she did not open the the container he thought she did but after they talked about it afterwards like he wasn't up there and she said that no she just touched it and that's why she was doing the hands up thing and if you like watch it and Tyson talks about this in his po podcast too he's like David touched like every single one so he thinks that since they were like um one of the first teams to touch a barrel that's why they got sent back but then everybody started touching it and they like weren't as strict because everybody would have to go back like and they like people who can't swim at all so i don't know but that's what tyson said on the um surviving the challenge podcast that he has interesting well, he, said he didn't actually open it 
Yeah, that's what he said. He said that she she did not open it. He thought she did, um, but she didn't. Oh, wow. Yeah, and Cache was another one who uh, wasn't, I guess, the best swimmer, but they had a really good method because mm-hmm. she just used her feet to push them along, mm-hmm. um, kicking, and then he just, you know, I guess she said, she said, like, her feet were the motor. And, but anyways, um, and... DX and Kayla were pretty much dominating and in the lead the whole time. I think up there with Ben and Justine and Angela and who was her partner, Danny? Danny, yeah. yeah. I think they were pretty the, the top three. But um, Tyson and Cachet come back and they're able to put the puzzle together faster than the rest of the other um couples and they take the win okay so it shocks me i know shannon said on um what is it reality rundown with mark long and emily longaretta that she was contacted for season 38 of the challenge but she turned it down um pretty much because of the living conditions that they had on the challenge usa and she was like no not worth it but um, then he, Mark was talking to her about like, oh, well, a lot of times it's mansions and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, if I could be guaranteed that I was not going to have bad living conditions, I would do it again. But um, that's completely sidetracked. What the point of saying that was that um, she was contacted for season 38. So knowing that Kiki is mentioned every single episode, I don't understand why we don't have Kiki and Danny on season 38. It makes no sense to me. That would have really? been awesome. Yeah, they <laughs> such, I mean, everybody would understand the ride or die already just from watching my wife Kiki every single episode You're <laughs> so right. of the Challenge USA. I didn't even think of that. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. That's just, that's my thoughts on, um, on those two. But yeah, those, those three teams were like dominating up until the puzzle. And then, um, Aza and Cinco came in last, which I was bummed by because I like them. And so they are headed straight to elimination. Poor Aza, poor Seiko, and poor Seiko specifically because he lost this daily challenge and his ex Cache won. And I guess a little bit more insight. Um, Cache was on the official challenge podcast with Devin and um, Devon, and she said that they got her and Seiko were dating when they got cast for the show. In between, oh. when they got cast for the show and when the show air or started filming they broke up so originally when they accepted the call because i think it was devin was like why did you accept the call when like you knew your ex was going to be there did you think that was going to be a problem or whatever and she's like well we accepted the call when we were together we thought we were going to be doing the show together like as a couple but then they broke up six weeks before filming started so it's still pretty fresh when they started filming this oh yeah really fresh yeah so that gives I up. really like Cinco. Like, I don't really, like, I really like Cinco on this show. I thought he was really nice and patient with her. Mm-hmm. With I agree. I but it makes I thought he was really nice. 
it makes a lot more sense when we see her like crying and struggling and start, like they just broke up a month ago, you know? So that would be hard to see your ex who, as she says this episode, she's still in love with flirting with, as we saw, multiple different girls in the house. <laughs> yeah. A month after you break up. Like, that's that's pretty soon. No, it definitely is. Definitely. Um, okay. So, I know we're going to talk about the, the deliberation and some things that happen later on in our favorite moments. So, Michelle, do you just want to get right into the elimination then? Yeah, so the elimination was called the dark turn. And we know since Aza and Cinco came in last, they are automatically in it. Um, and we find out the winners, Tyson and Cash, have decided to throw in Sarah and Leo, which was kind of shocking to everyone because, you know, Sarah is also a survivor along with Tyson, but it seems like Tyson, you know, Tyson never really got along with uh, Sarah and Ben from Survivor. They never really worked together on Survivor. And it seemed like Ben was kind of not so happy with how well Tyson was doing. And Kayla let Tyson know that. So we end up with Sarah and Leo in the elimination against uh, Cinco and Aza. And this elimination was interesting to me, like the way it was set up with the film reels everywhere. So there was all these different film reels, four different sizes, and each team had to go into this dark room and feel for a stack of film reels. And in this stack, there was all the four different sizes um, lined up there in different order and you had to memorize what the order of the stack was and then recreate it um so leo and sarah seem to not go into the dark room right away they kind of are feeling around with the different film reels and figuring out the sizes and leo kind of said he on the spot invented his four three two one quadratic system where he assigned numbers to the pieces like for example maybe the smallest one was one then two three four and they were measuring the distance in the space of the film reels with their fingers so then uh aza and cinco kind of went into the room first and found the film reels and kind of worked that way um anyway in the end, it seemed like Sarah and Leo's strategy was working, and you kind of actually saw Tyson and Cash get worried that their strategy was strategy was so good, and that they might win. Um, and that's what ended up happening. Uh, Sarah and Leo win, and they both were so upset about um, Tyson kind of betraying them in their words. Like Leo kept saying, Tyson, I called you my big brother, which I thought was really actually sweet that he was like, so um, like personally hurt by it. Like I, he seems like a really sweet guy. So I could see that he would have been so personally um, hurt by it. Um, and Sarah just when they win just goes absolutely nuts and it seems like she's like screaming at them she's making gestures she's like looks like she's like threatening to eat tyson it was just crazy it was it was really good tv though it was just really 
very, very interesting. I think that uh, the like turkey leg eating the turkey leg meme or whatever is going to be like a meme that will be around for like years to come. Oh my God. I was dying when um, Mikey put, I, can't, I wish I remembered exactly what he said, but he said like he, he related it back to Muffin Gate, Turner eating Jasmine's muffin on Big Brother. So that really made me laugh. So funny. Um, so yeah, Cache said on the official challenge podcast that, um, their end reaction was way worse than that, what was shown and, um, that Sarah was very, very intense and super upset. And Tyson also said on surviving the challenge that, um, Sarah, it was way worse than what was shown. And she was like very upset, but then, um, he said something that I don't know. It didn't really make sense to me because I don't know why they'd be sitting. But she said that um, Sarah tried to sit on Cinco's lap and lick his face in front of Cache. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like during the elimination, after the after elimination. The elimination. Yeah. What the hell? See, I, 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 last week I listened to a lot of podcasts. This weekend, I, this week I have not listened to any of the podcasts. So that's crazy. <laughs> I did not hear that one. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know why they would be sitting or if it was just like afterwards or something and he just like was sitting down in like the sand, like feeling defeated or I don't know like exactly how that happened. But yeah, that's what Tyson said that Sarah tried to sit on Cinco's lap and he like, I guess like pushed her away. It was like n not having it. <laughs> that's all of us, Cinco. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. I will say, I, I remember when we were doing like our like cast, review or like evaluating going through the cast I had said I'm like I don't see Sarah getting along with anyone from Love Island but for some reason it really did seem like she and Cash were always talking we kept seeing clips of them always talking so I was dead wrong about that well that's another really interesting thing that listening to Cache on the official challenge podcast about who they were going to send into elimination and listening to Tyson on surviving the challenge about who they were going to send in um besides Sarah and Leo they were not saying the same team so clearly they were like not on the same page when it came to like who they were throwing in but um Sarah said that she did not or I'm sorry Cache said that she did not want to send in Sarah and Leo because she was so close to Sarah that she wanted to throw in Alyssa and Kylan or not Kylan I'm sorry Alyssa and David okay yeah. But um, Tyson didn't even bring up Alyssa and David on the Surviving the Challenge episode. Um, and I think it's because Alyssa has won. Because he said yes. that he made a pact with all of the winners that he would not send them in. So he said that, like, he didn't even say, like, oh, we couldn't throw in Justine because of um Cache and Love Island or whatever he said I wasn't throwing in Justine even though she was Ben's partner because Justine had won and if I threw on Justine then that gives everybody else the right to throw me in because I just started the war so yep. like the he's been very adamant about that every time he's like I was anyone who won I wanted to work with so yeah exactly well, he, he still started a war but a different kind of just war. a different one <laughs> yeah so um he said that the people he wanted to throw in were Kayla and Derek 
is who he had going in up until um, Cache decided, and he said that it was Cache's decision. So it's really interesting that on the fish, official challenge podcast, she's like, I didn't want to throw in Sarah. No, no, no. I just agreed with Tyson, basically, and basically said that, like, she felt like she owed him because she didn't know how to swim and he won that challenge for them and blah, 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 is what she said on the official challenge podcast. But Tyson said the reason they threw in Sarah and Leo is because Cache did not want to be teamed with Leo in the future because of everything Sarah had to say about him. Well, that's what they kind of showed on the episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I believe that. I, I mean, that's what they showed. So I think that's really interesting that both of them did podcasts about this episode and they were on the same team. They were the team that won and they just had like completely different takes on their versions of reality, I guess. I love Tyson, but sometimes I wonder, like he reminds me a little bit. I mean, he reminds me a lot of Wes who loves to do revisionist history and make himself like look good. So I sometimes wonder if Tyson is saying the whole truth all the time. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know, but no matter what, we can't deny the fact that this is Tyson's third win. He has three out of five wins. He's clearly dominating this game. Um, Kylan has two wins, so we only have two guys so far that are qualified for the final. It's crazy. You would wow. think at this point, like Danny would have a win, maybe. Yeah. Then maybe Cinco, maybe. Like you would think. Well, um, what about the people who have won the eliminations and taken the money from the bank account? Their bank accounts aren't they qualified? They don't. They still don't have five thousand dollars yet. Gotcha. Okay. And they would have five thousand dollars if a winner had gone in and they stole their money, but so far. The, I think only person that's gone into elimination twice is Aza. So these people will be gaining Aza's $2,000, right? Yeah, Aza's $2,000. But that's the first person that has gone into elimination twice for them to be able to take more money than $1,000. Yeah. I think Kylan and Tyson winning everything kind of goes to show how the the challenges this season are not just like completely like athletic competition. There's been a lot of mental um, components to all of them. Like this one me memorizing the code, then you have to do the puzzle. So it wasn't just the swimming. And then I mean the trivia, um, the one with the, the buoys and the letters on them. So while there were always like physical components, there were a lot of like almost all of them had mental components too. So it kind of shows like Kylan is very well-rounded. Tyson is very well-rounded. And we know, we knew that before this season. And there's someone like Danny who we know is really good athletically, but I don't know if he like, he doesn't have the experience with some of these games, like maybe Kylan's does from big brother that are like more puzzle yeah yeah so michelle what were your top two moments from the episode um i really enjoyed this whole episode actually i thought this like i i like last week better but this week was a great follow-up and i really like that the drama has kicked off between sarah ben and tyson 
Um, and my top two moments where I really liked Cash and Tyson had a handshake where one of them like fist pumps and the other one like high fives. And it was really cute. They did it a couple of times. I thought it was super cute. Um, and then I, I want to give props to like the certain people who were patient with their partners because I thought it was really sweet how Cinco was patient with Aza, how Kira was patient with Enzo and was kind of like showing him this is how you swim. I just thought that was really sweet. And even I think Tyson, even though we do see him like throw the puzzle piece at one point, I do think like at least to her face, he was very patient with Cash and tried not to like show that he was too, too upset with her. Um, and I just thought that was nice in like comparison to how Sarah talked about Leo. I think that, yeah, I completely, um, wait, about Sarah and Leo, what about that? I'm saying it was just nice to see, like, people being patient with their partners who maybe oh. weren't the best swimmers in comparison to we saw how Sarah was kind of just pissed off at Leo and he, yeah. she wasn't as patient. Yeah, I can agree with that for sure. Yeah, it was really, it was nice to see some of them being like so patient and I think Cinco with Aza I mean he was just great even though I mean she was clearly trying as hard as she could yeah and it makes me think Abby I bet you can like kind of relate to this because I know you've been watching old seasons of the challenge but like on the old seasons of the challenge whenever someone's partner wasn't as amazing as they wanted them to be they just trashed them to hell especially if it was like a woman so it's nice. Yeah, to they're, all, they're all pieces of shit. So, <laughs> yeah. Abby, what were your favorite moments? Um, I don't know. I have I have a few listed, but okay. I put Sarah's reaction after she won. <laughs> yeah, because. I'm finally hoping that shows everyone out there her true character. <laughs> because that was so... so even in, like, the group chat and stuff that are like, I don't get all the Sarah hate. And it's like, because she sucks. I don't know what to tell you. But I think I, I agree with you. This is a great example of why she sucks. I mean, not to mention everything. Her just constant shit-talking about Leo, just like she did with her partner last episode. I mean, she's just... Mm -hmm. Oh, I think she's one of the most disliked person I've ever disliked on a reality TV show. Um, so, but unfortunately, my other, one of my other favorite moments was her winning, not because her and Leo won, but because I'm, it's going to cause some chaos in the house. And there hasn't been, I mean, last week, obviously there was a little bit, but we didn't get to see the consequences of that because the person that was blindsided went home. Now we're going to see the person who was blindsided come back. So I'm yeah. interested to, yeah. So to see all that chaos, but can I just say, I, I need to say two more things. And these are not my favorite moments, but I thought as a survivor fan, I thought they were interesting. I thought Danny was funny because he's like, this is the survivor way of taking a shot at someone. You don't take a shot at them. You take a shot at their closest ally. 
referring to Tyson taking a shot at Sarah instead of Ben. And then um, other thing is Sarah and her confessional talking shit about Tyson. Tyson, you've played Survivor four times. You've only won once. So obviously you're doing something wrong, blah, blah. I'm like, hey, dummy, you've only won one time. She's played three times? Three times, yeah. So she hasn't played four, but like. She's not far behind him. Exactly. So you're talking like that's the worst thing in the world. And I'm like, look at your stats. I mean, I just, I, whatever. She looks, she looks like she's going to kill someone at any moment. Yeah. Her facial expressions and all that. Like, I know. So, you know, the more they're talking, the more I'm realizing, I think I really love Sarah as a villain on the show. Like, so hateable (laughs) she's bringing so much to the table yeah but there's a there's a thing like there's likable villains and then there's just no she's not and then (laughs) there's just sarah so (sighs) that's funny um okay so do you have any other moments you want to talk about abby no i apparently talked about way more than i should (laughs) it's okay it's okay Okay, so I agree with you. The Sarah Blindside was um, one of my top moments as well, but we just kind of talked about that. So I'm going to move on to um, two other ones, and that is um, Tyson Karen Cachet during the Daily Challenge. Um, I mean, he was just, like, passing people, and he was, like, say, like you know, he had her in the survival float. It was, it was interesting. It was very, I don't know, it was awesome. I just, I loved that interaction between the two of them. I loved how excited Cachet was when she was – partnered with Tyson jumping into his arms um I just thought that it was their partnership was great and I love um how they work together throughout the daily and um really how he carried her I just I thought it was awesome that it shows how strong he is and also like how willing she was to um to to do what he said. Um, he said on the official challenge podcast or not on the official challenge podcast on surviving challenge, his podcast, um, that she was really scared to jump in. She wanted to climb down the ladder and Tyson was like, look around, look at all of these production people around you. If something goes wrong, like they are going to save you. And if something happens to one of them, I am the person that is going to save them. Like you're fine. And so she was like, okay, yeah, you're right. And she jumped in and she was fine. So, uh-huh. yeah, I thought that was interesting. And also she saying that, like, I would be the person to save the people that are going to save you. Like, we're good. <laughs> um, but um, then my second favorite moment, aside from their, like, cute little partnership there, is Leo proving everyone wrong in elimination that he can be a good partner. And he was a great partner to Sarah. He came up with the one, two, three, four quadratic, um, Leo's quadratic thing or whatever, he um, was really showed what a great partner he can be um, in this elimination. Just because he can't swim doesn't mean that he doesn't have other strengths. And I think that we saw some of those strengths in this elimination. So I was really proud of Leo there. And Patrick kind of said too, um, on the official challenge podcast that like from here on out after this elimination, people look differently at being Leo's partner. Oh, really? That's nice. Well, I was impressed with both Sarah and Leo because that elimination looked, 
hard to me. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it looked really, really hard and they, they filled it. So definitely had to have strategy. That's for sure. Yeah. And I was going to say, thinking of Leo on amazing race, he and his partner. So they were, they like named the Afghanimals and they were like known for being like really fun and enjoying everything, but they were also known for being like a little bit strategic with their gameplay. Like for example, if they got out of a taxi at a certain location and another team also was there and got out of a taxi at the same location. Uh, Leo and his partner Jamal would like sometimes pretend like, oh my gosh, we're in the wrong place. This is not right. Like they would try to like throw other teams off a lot and it worked a lot of the time just so they could beat them to the checkpoints. Um, so Leo's smart. Like he, he has good strategy. So it didn't surprise me that he took a minute and like figured out a strategy before doing this elimination. Yeah, I was I was impressed by him for 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 sure. Um, on the flip side of that, though, one of my Wait, least- can, I, can I say something though? Yeah. Um, since we're on the subject of Leo, what is the deal with our reality shows we're watching and these men and cats? I don't know. I don't know, but I thought it was so funny that he called himself a catfish, and he's like, they can't like catfish can swim, right, or something like that. I don't know. I thought that was so funny. And, like, Sarah just, like, was not having that joke at all. She just, like, walks away. It kind of reminded me, just, like, her walk away moment or whatever, reminded me of um, the, it wasn't Rivals 3, but, like, when Jenna and Corey were partnered together, and Jenna's like, I went under, he went over, and Corey kind of does the, like, the, like, motion of, like, what? And she's like, get out of here. And she, like, walks away. It reminded yeah. me of that, how she just, like, walked away. I don't know. I remember exactly <laughs> yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. It kind of, yeah. So just that, like, I don't know why, but the, the, it reminded me of that moment. <laughs> um, Yeah, I don't know what the deal with cats are, but he's mentioned cats, like, every episode. He said something about cats, about Catwoman. He's like, oh, cats, or something like that in the in the trivia challenge too so I don't know I don't know you're you're onto something there Abby I don't know what what is up with these men and cats um this guy Corey who was on Amazing Race with him made a tweet like yes Leo talked about cats this much on Amazing Race so I guess so it's a true personality trait he's not (laughs) okay so now when I like if I slide into Leo's DMs to see if he wants to be on our podcast, I'll just be like, also, this is a picture of my two cats. Please come on. <laughs> there you go. That's yeah, don't t- don't tell him I'm not a cat person. <laughs> no, we'll leave that out. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, but okay, so anything else you guys wanted to say about that? No. Okay, I just wanted to make sure before I moved on. Um I guess kind of on the flip side of um, them, Leo providing or proving that he was such like a good um, partner during the elimination. One of my least favorite moments was that Ozza and Simco did not seem to have a good strategy at all in this elimination. Um, They seem to just kind of be running around. They go into the dark thing first before they even figure out how many different size reels there are. When they come out, we hear Shannon yelling at them, like, there's four different sizes. And it's like, they didn't even know that. Like, the first, like, 
multiple ones that they brought over were all the same size and yeah, I just, they just did not, I think they eventually got it because it seemed like um, they were catching up, but they just, they didn't have the strategy fast enough. Um, yeah, at all. So I really like Aza. I really like Cinco. I really wish Sarah would have left this episode. So for me, one of my least two favorite moments was that Aza and Cinco just did not have a very good strategy in this elimination at all. Yeah. And then my other least favorite moment is Sarah talking shit about another partner. I don't think we've seen her with a partner yet this season besides maybe the first one when she got to choose her partner that she hasn't complained about. She talks down on everyone. She's super negative. She just thinks that like the world is against her and she just hates Derek and she hates Leo and she just she can't catch a break. And I do not believe that. I think Sarah had perfectly fine partners both times and she is just being a hater. And I hate her for that. (laughs) No, that, that honestly, Christina, that was one of my least favorite things too. I, and it just annoys me that she's has the nerve to talk about everyone like that. And She's not won up until this elimination. She has not won a thing this season. And if you're such a great partner, like you would bring out the best in the person you're partner with and not bring like bring out the worst. So I don't know. I that was one of my yeah. She's a horrible, toxic person. So toxic. And like, okay, so like, oh my gosh, another thing Tyson said on the oh my gosh, surviving the challenge podcast. It was so funny. I was dying. But with the talking about like the turkey leg thing or whatever and eating it, he's like, I've never seen that move before. I don't know what that means. He's like, I don't know. Maybe that's like secret cop lingo or something. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so what was your other least favorite moment, Michelle, since that was another one of yours? I just, I don't Cinco and Aza going to Cash and Tyson with no names and no game plan and just kind of saying, well, we're not going to say any names because they're going to somehow turn it against us. I get it. But I just wish they kind of like thought about it and thought about who they wanted to target and who they wanted to bring into the elimination. I wish they kind of brought more to the table there. And it's just overall with Aza for me. She's not bringing that much to the table for me on this show. I'm not getting much strategically. I'm not getting much in the challenges. I'm not getting much. Like even when Alyssa last episode turned on Xavier, she seemed like she didn't even know that was going to happen or what was going on. The only thing I'm getting from her that I'm really enjoying is she does have some like funny, cute moments in the confessional. Yeah, she I does. I, I had written a few of her moments down from the confessionals yeah. this time that I thought she was really cute at. I yeah. thought it was really interesting in her confessional, one of her confessionals um, this episode was that she quoted the Bible. And I think this is the first time on reality TV that I've ever seen somebody quote the Bible like that. No, Abby, what's your, Ju- what was the Julie quote? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Was that was that a, was that a Bible? <laughs> I don't know. She's always throwing some Christian thing out there these days. Yeah. Starting when did she start that? A couple seasons ago. 
Oh, that what that woman's just I can we could do a whole podcast on her freaking oh. crazy other level. Okay, so I have full disclosure here. I've never I've never seen Julie ever. It's okay. It's so okay. I've never seen her on the challenge. I've seen the clip. I know. Oh my god! I am sorry. I thought we were talking about Julie from Big Brother. <laughs> oh well, that's another one too. <laughs> the host, because she just past couple seasons has started just spouting all this Christian Bible stuff. Oh, the road, the road to God is straight and narrow. <laughs> yes, Julie from MTV. Okay, I'm sorry. No, that's that's so funny, Abby. Yeah, ever since Julie Chen, her husband Les Moonves, got accused of sexually harassing other women, um, and she became Julie Chen Moonves, she started quoting the Bible every week on Big Brother. So that's what Abby was talking about. Yeah. That's hilarious. That Sorry, is- I went off on a whole different. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well. Okay. Well, I guess I haven't. I, I do know what you're what you're talking about. I know that she ends every episode with like God bless and good night or whatever. So I definitely know what you're talking about there. But <laughs> just for me and like she's calling people on the show children of God. She's like you're a child of God and that's just I don't know. Interesting. Um. Okay. So what were your least two favorite moments then, Abby? Okay, mine was Aza going home because I agree with Michelle. She strategically, like, between the the them talking about eliminations and between the elimination, there's poor thing and not a strategic bone in her body. Um, and so, Aza's gone too. You have like that's another player on your team, Abby. That's bye bye. So I wrote this down. <laughs> For my worst moment, Aza leaving because I just I love her, and now because I don't think I have anyone left to play fantasy with. You have Alyssa, Danny, and Enzo. Okay. Oh wow. Hey, at least you have Alyssa and Danny. At least you have Alyssa and Danny. Oh, okay. Uh, and then my second worst moment is just one word, Sarah. Yep. You know, and I know that I know she I said she was in some of my best moments, but that was for the show. And so that people could like hopefully see how freaking crazy she is, but she's still one of the worst moments. Okay. Just, just to, her as a person. Just to confirm here for you, Abby, in the sake of your fantasy team, one of um the categories is Contestant states they have a significant other back home, and it's five time five points per time they met- mention it. And so, yes. <laughs> so Kiki's getting you some points, okay? I knew I liked Kiki. I knew I did. <laughs> so you can at least count on the Kiki points every episode. Keep them yeah. coming, Danny. Keep it coming. <laughs> I feel like speaking of that on this episode. So they show Danny in the confessional talking and then they cut away to like whatever's going on in the challenge. And that's when he talks about Kiki. I'm like, did they make him record now that they know we love seeing it? Did they make him record these lines like going forward after because we love it so much? That's what I was thinking. I mean, they have to 
they had to have had it had him do it on scene because that's when they do their their ITMs. I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't know. That's so funny. But um, they're definitely gonna put it in every episode because they know everyone look looks forward to it. It's yeah, so I I really want to go back and just like maybe at the end of the season, I don't know if I'll actually do this. But if I if I feel bored one day when I'm like waiting for Brent to wake up or something in the morning, then I'll go back and I'll find all these little Kiki moments and I'll just like make a montage video of every time he mentioned Kiki. And hey, yes. fantasy, I know exactly how many times I'm looking for each episode now. <laughs> Two in the first one and one since then. He's mentioned her every single episode. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, did you say two moments or just one, Abby? Two? Yeah, I said two. Okay. Also leaving and then um, Sarah as a, as a person. All right. Well, yeah. Okay, that's right. Sarah as a person. Yes. Well, I think we all agreed there. Sarah is awful um so abby who is your mvp and lvp of this episode okay so my mvp may sound weird now since y'all giving me some background on the podcast you listen to but i think kayla as my mvp because she there was a survivor in love island person and her and dx um were big brother and amazing race so they were a likely pair to go in and then until she talked it looked like at least from the editing until her talk with Tyson and letting him know about Ben being threatened and not happy about him winning and so it it looked like as a viewer that she kind of planted that seed in Tyson's head so I I put her for MVP um and then for LVP unfortunately I had to put my girl Azza because of the obvious, the challenge, she just couldn't, couldn't do it, couldn't, couldn't pull her weight and then the elimination. So. I, yeah, I agree with your MVP, even though we know what we know, she was still gaming hard and she, you know, like, even though there were other reasons why um, they ended up going with Sarah and Leo, I know that that can't be, you know, too far from from his mind. Um, that sh- she opened up a, like a, another layer of trust with him, which is smart because he's obviously the strongest guy in the game, or at least he's performing the best this far. Um, how about you, Michelle? What were, who is your MVP and LVP? So MVP, I was torn between Tyson and Cash, but I think I have to give it to Tyson for winning his third challenge. The way he could swim, like I really enjoyed watching him swim. And I hope we have another swimming challenge where he can swim on his own and we can just see like exactly what he can do. Um, and the way like they caught up mm-hmm. and then he kind of like solved the puzzle I don't know I just was really impressed with him this episode so I would say Tyson and then I did LVP mine was Aza as well and I kind of already shit talked her enough so I won't I'll say no more okay so for me my MVP this episode was Leo um I just kind of wanted to go a different route and I, I mean obviously I think Tyson would be 
the clear obvious answer here because he just completely carried cash to that win but i really liked how leo held his ground and proved everybody wrong in that elimination that he can be a good partner so i'm gonna give my mvp to leo because i think that he really is turning around his game this episode you're right that's a great one yep and then i gave my lbp to sarah because of all the shit talking that she did (laughs) Yeah, she, she she is the reason why they're in elimination. If she wasn't talking so much shit about Leo and how bad he was as a partner, I mean, she should have just kept her mouth shut, like Sarah all the way. And she's a she's a poor sport. Like, no, even at the beginning, she's like, and if you bamboozle me, you bamboozle me. And then he bamboozles her, and she's like, no, yeah, you're, you're right. She did say that because I rewatched the episode, and that I that stood out to me when she said that. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so my MVP is Leo, my LVP is Sarah. So time for our little fantasy update. Um, we have me in first, Michelle in second, and Abby in third. In the Challenge Maniacs League, oh no, we both dropped at a uh, Michelle. I am in, I'm sure that podcast points haven't been Ooh. added yet, but as of now, I'm in third. And Michelle is in fifth. Paul passed you, Michelle. No. I okay. know. And then Casey, the Meow Meow, is back in first. And Justine, the Queen, Rachel, is in second. So, okay. Good for them. I, I, I like both their team names. So good for them. Yeah. And then, Michelle, you're you're in second in the the Money League. And I know we talked about this a little bit on the side, but um you're my pick to win I think you have the best team out of everybody I know that like Elizabeth killing us oh my god now yeah she is oh wow it's those cachet points so I mean maybe you won't be able to catch up with her but I don't know wow you have have really good players on your team too so it's either going to be you and or Alyssa for the win for that that league so that is our a um, little bit of fantasy update, um, and now we can just get into this episode of All Star Shore. Okay. So this episode was different than anything that we've seen before um, so far this season because they switch teams. Um, they all take a shot and whoever has a star at the bottom of their shot glass gets to pick who they would like to have on their team and then the person who is picked gets to pick the person the next person to pick their partner so um marina gets first choice and she picks james james picks the next person um to pick their teammate and he picks chloe chloe picks joey um joey picks Karima to go next. Karima picks Ricardo. Um, Benji picks Potro. Angelina picks Johnny. Bethan picks Blake. And then Trina and Gigi are the last two people that were not picked. Um, And so they are on a team. So the way that the points were allocated was that each team, each teammate just got like half of their team points 
And so we have new scores. And so our new scores are Angelina and Johnny with 35, James and Marina with 35, Bethan and Blake with 35, Ricardo and Creamy with 30, Gigi and Trina with 25, Vanjie and Potro with 20, and Chloe and Joey also with 20. So this is really interesting to me just because now it seems like this is anybody's game. Whereas before there were like two teams that were running away with the whole thing and it was really between James and Blake and Joey and Angelina. Now, right. now it feels like anybody could win. Right, I agree. And I wonder if that's part of the reason why they did this because it was- Did you not like that or did you like it? I liked it. I liked it too. That's on one of my best moments. <laughs> I liked it. Um, yeah, I think it makes it a lot, a lot more interesting this way because I just, I feel like the game kind of reset. Um, looking at these teams, to me, I think the strongest team looks like Angelina and Johnny. What do you two think? Yeah, I think that's definitely going to be a good team. Um, and then the other one, maybe Fangie. Yeah. That's what I thought too, Abby. Yeah. I think that could be a strong team too. Yeah, I agree <clears throat> with that. Yeah, but all of the other teams seem pretty well even. Um okay, can we like sidebar here for just a second, Abby? Because your husband kind of sort of met Angelina over the weekend. Yeah, not yeah. So they were all walking by and he said he said it was really interesting because, um, so basically Mike, the situation, there's been this thing like leading up, I don't know where to start because I, I don't want to make it boring about cornhole. No, but, it's fine talk. Okay. So Mitch was at Worlds in South Carolina for um, cornhole and it was the pro qualifier. So anyone who's not a pro, but close to being a pro can go and qualify to become a pro. This was on um, ESPN, wasn't it? Yes. Okay, so I did not know that that was your husband playing on ESPN, and there was cornhole on the t- one of the TVs in the bar on at work over the weekend. And so I was like, in my head, I was like, oh, cornhole, Abby. And I, like, almost texted you, like, oh, cornhole's on the TV at work. But, like, <laughs> if I would have known, like, literally your husband was there, I would have said something. But I didn't realize that he was actually there until later on. Yeah, so... Yes, cornhole is on ESPN a lot. It's this, it's not just like a bar drinking game or a beach drinking game anymore. It's actually a competitive, a competitive sport. And my husband is very competitive. So, and he was, I think I've said this before, but his sport was baseball. And he played baseball through high school and college. And he has a really bad knee. So like we used to do like co-ed soccer and, he would play in that, you know, a softball league and he just can't really do any of that anymore with his, with his knee. So he discovered cornhole and it's something he can be really competitive at and, but not affecting his knee. So anyways, he's been doing this for a year. So he went there and leading up to this, there was, there were celebrities that were paired with a 
a cornhole player that was already a pro and they did it in different heats over, I don't know how long, a couple months and whoever advanced was going to be going to this cornhole tournament for worlds. So Mike, the situation was one of the ones that advanced. So he was there for that. And I'm pretty sure like all the celebrities, anything they won, they got to donate to a charity of their choice, which is pretty cool. So when they were all, Mitch watched the event, but he was out there when they were walking in. And he said, just like the TV show, they had their security guards. Um, he thinks they were being filmed because there were a bunch of cameras there, but they had like their whole security team. And he's like, it's really like the show, like a ton of people are like coming at them. Mm-hmm. So, um, so he just stood kind of back, you know, as close as he could get taking selfies and he said <laughs> everyone was really cool I I just I posted two of the pictures but he sent me a, a a bunch more and pretty much everyone gave him like some love he said except for Jay Wow, she just kept her head down he said and just walked but so yeah the two pictures were the best of Mike and Angelina like like doing whatever in the background of I'll post a picture of your husband and Angelina when I, I post about this podcast. Um, he should have like yelled like, "My wife podcasts about you every week." <laughs> well, I t- I had told Michelle this. I was like, I was more interested. I wasn't even thinking about Angelina because I didn't know if the cast was going to be there. I knew I knew the situation was. He's like, "Don't worry, babe. I'm going to get him on your podcast for you." And I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah, you do that." <laughs> So he didn't funny. talk to any of them, but yeah. Well, I'm sure if so he that's, was able to, he would have. That's a, that's a long version of that. No, that's great. No, I love that. That. That's so cool, Abby. I that that was awesome. I love those. I was not expecting to see those pictures when you posted those pictures. <laughs> yeah, he had a blast. He said it was fun watching watching them. Well, that's super cool. Um. Okay, so back to All Star Shore, but we had to talk about that. That was, that was too relevant for us to not talk about. Well, thank uh, you for that. Yeah, of course. Um, okay, so we have the Exile game. Cool. Would you like to talk about the Exile game? Yes, I will, because I just want to get it over with. Okay, I'm going to talk fast. Okay, it was called, What a Load of Crap. And the teams, um, oh, so let me back up. So so now, since there's new partners, I think Chloe and, and Por- how do, I can't say his name. What is it? Portro. Portro. Okay. Mm-hmm. Chloe and Portro were partners. Uh, but so then no one was nominated to go in because the teams had been split. So their new partners had to go with them. So it was Chloe and Joey and and Potro and um, Banji. Mm-hmm. And basically, okay, so they are buried in this bin of camel shit. And then above them is a trowel full of camel shit and with three targets. And they had to throw camel shit at the targets. And when they hit a target, once they hit all three targets, the trowel of of the camel shit. I mean, I don't know what else. I don't. I don't know. Would dump on them, 
and then they would lose. So yes, very thrilling exile game there. Camel dung is what they called it. I hate that word. That's why I kept saying <laughs> shit. There's some words I just can't say. Okay, no, that's it's funny. I that's fine. Like what is that what is that that they make fun of me in the group chat about that oh the MJ said the you know what the blank berry. The dingleberry. Yes. That just sends like shivers at me. Like I hate that word so much. Uh. Um so anyways, um Portro and Banji won. And I did think it was funny. Johnny's Johnny was like, hey, Joey's full of shit. So he was right in his element. And from what we've seen of him, especially the past couple episodes, I think Johnny pretty much nailed it, nailed it on the head. So um, Joey and Chloe will be going to exile. So Michelle, do you want to talk about exile? Yeah, um, this whole episode was disgusting, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it was. Between uh, last one's like over, over sexual, and this one over shit. Like these past two episodes have been a lot for me. Like for a hundred thousand dollars, I don't think I would be able to do some of this stuff. I think I'd be like, I'm good, you know. Like, <laughs> like if you were like Angelina, can you imagine? Like that girl has money. She's been on Jersey Shore forever. Yeah, there's certain things. hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Especially is it split between the team, like for 50K? I'm not doing this. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Oh my God. Um, so the exile. So I think uh, Chloe and Joey are walking a little bit to get to this exile and following the signs to get there. Um, and then they eventually get to like this yurt and there's camels outside um, and the yurt has a lock on it and they have to find out what is the code to get inside um so it's like kind of like the escape room vibe that we had with bethan and marina in the previous episode um so they're trying to like solve all the clues to get this code um they're supposed to uh find they found a clue under a doormat in front of the yurt after like a while of just kind of not knowing what to do and the how, clue kind of takes them. How is that not the place that they looked? Like, I don't know. Especially Chloe's already been to one of these eliminations. I don't know. Like he under the mat. Like, okay, I get like maybe not the first place you look because it's too obvious, but that has to be one of the first. Like they, it was dark by the time they found that thing. Like what? Um, I don't understand why that happened. I, I don't either. Um, yeah, so it did take them a while. So then they, the clue, they have to get to know the camels. So they feed the camels. Um, and then at the bottom of the food pan is another clue. And then they find out they have to use the name and not the number. So they don't know what this means. Um, and then they see the names of the camels. Each one has a red letter. They rearrange those letters and they have to spell a word. And the, the word was uh, lose. Um, and that is the code. So then they get to sleep inside the yurt. But even the yurt did not seem that luxurious. I think they were expecting it to be better, but it really did not seem that luxurious. So they. Chloe says, can I cuddle? And Joey says, no. Oh, I missed that. Okay. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So anyway, I'm sorry. That was kind of a blah recap, but this whole episode was not doing it for me. So no, that's okay. We can move on to our <laughs> our moments of the episode then. So what was your favorite part of the episode? I know it wasn't your favorite episode, but were there any parts that stood out to you? Well, I always like when there's like the picking of teams and you get to see like the hierarchy of who's going to pick who. So I enjoyed the the re like schoolyard pick of the team, redoing the teams. And then there was one moment I thought was cute because in this episode, Bethan and Johnny go, what was the, what do they call it? The sexile room? Is that what they called it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Bethan and Johnny went there and they hooked up. And I thought it was cute that the next day, Chloe's like, how was it? Like, it was, it was really cute to see the moment between the two friends, Bethan and Chloe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That was really cute. So for me, um, my, I, my two favorite moments, one was Vanji um, at the Exile Games. And it was just like a quote that he had. He said, he's talking about the poop. And he said, it was not good. Thick, heavy shit. Like you just got done eating Mexican food. Oh, oh my god. god, that grossed me out. I thought that oh was so funny. <laughs> and then um, my second favorite moment was the Margaritas party to celebrate Portro and VNG winning the Exile Games. I think it's so much fun that VNG is putting on all these like fun little parties and drag shows and all these things for, um, you know, to keep everybody entertained. But I love that they had an invitation that they wrote out for everybody. I love that they say that it was um, drama free. And then also, I love that this is the first time we see Angelina and Potro together um, for the first time, really. And her right. saying that like he's cute or something like that in one of her confessionals. Dun, so dun. what we know, that was like a big moment for me. Yeah. What were your favorite moments of the episode? Um, um, I, I kind of, I, I liked it that they switched partners just because now it, it changes things up in an otherwise pretty mm-hmm. uneventful game. You know, we haven't seen a lot of game. Um, and I liked it that they, they split the points up. Mm-hmm. Um, it just makes it more interesting. Yeah, and up into the points. My other was it was a quote. It was Chloe <clears throat> talking about Joey and like I thought he was an athlete. I thought he was this. I thought he was that. But he's just a effing pussy. Ah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't think she's she's that far off. So right. No. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. Okay, so how about your least favorite moments then, Abby? Um, okay, so my first one was Gigi. She was wasted at that at the switching of the partners and her reaction and her whining that went on and on and on was just annoying to me. So I get it, you weren't picked. You don't like that you have another girl partner, but I thought she was just being over the top. And then my other moment was I did not like seeing this at all when Marina got so drunk and she's like throwing herself at mm. Potro and he's trying to help her in a bed and she just falls 
and hit, looks like hits her head pretty hard. Like, I hope she's okay. I don't know. I just, well, I just don't get a good feeling in my stomach when I see that yeah. situations like that. Yeah. I just they get a pit in my stomach. So I, I hated that. I put that as one of my least favorite moments too. Marina Oliver Potro. Um, yeah, I, I agree. That was, she was trying very hard and he was very clearly saying no. And she was, yeah, that was, that was very hard to watch. I agree. That was one of my least favorite moments as well. Um, I am on the opposite end of you though, with the Gigi thing. And my only reason is because I thought it was good TV. There always has to be somebody who isn't, you know, like happy with the results. I think that um, if she was picked last and Blake was like more towards the top, then maybe she wouldn't have been like so upset. But like, I think she really thought she was going to get partnered with Blake and she was super excited for that. And so I can see why she was upset, but I, I mean, yeah, I think she overreacted, but again, like I thought, I thought it was really good TV. I thought that, um, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes those dramatic moments are just like something that I don't know, like the organic dramatic moments are something that I, uh, like not, it wasn't fake drama. Like she was really upset. And so for me, yeah. I don't know. That's a good word for it, the organic drama. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I think we've just seen so much like overproduced, like fake drama on the regular, like challenge show all the time. You know, like what immediately comes to my mind is that stupid Fessy Josh fight that um, Fessy ended up getting kicked off for or whatever. Like that stuff is so stupid. Like I just can't, like, I'm so over it that when I see stuff like this, like, even if she's being overdramatic, even if it was like completely unnecessary, I still appreciate it because those are the moments to me that make reality TV. Like that's, I would much rather see Gigi upset about the team and her overreacting about that and being pissed at everybody than I would see Fessy and Josh get into some stupid fake fight and one of them getting sent home. I think, no, I agree. But I think one of the things was, I felt like it just lasted for so long. And maybe oh, yeah. didn't know it for so long, but she was still talking about it. Yeah. So I just found I agree it annoying. But I see where you're coming from. I can agree with that. Yeah. Um, okay. So my other least favorite moment then was Angelina and Joey talking about how switching teams, not being teammates anymore, and kind of making up, being flirty with each other again. And I just... I'm was, so over them. Yeah. That was ridiculous. Angelina, it is your own fault that team switched. You asked for this. You put the idea in their heads, at least. I'm sure of it. And yeah. I'm over it. Yeah, that yeah. seemed weird. So how about mm-hmm. you, Michelle? What were your least favorite moments of this episode? Uh, the exile game was so disgusting. I could barely even <laughs> This whole show is like really starting to slip for me. Like, and that, I don't know, that really it started so good. Yeah. So I'm losing, I gotta admit, I'm losing interest in the show. I'm still gonna watch it, but I'm losing, I'm losing a little bit of interest. Yeah. We only have a few episodes left. Yeah. But um, and then I I agreed with Abby about Gigi. And I want to say I love Bethan, 
for picking Blake because she could have been like, oh, I'm going to be nice and leave Blake for Gigi and whatever, whatever. But she said no. She thought about herself. I want to pick him. And I could tell that Gigi felt a little bit entitled that Blake should have been her partner. And that's why she got upset. So I kind I kind of um, was annoyed that uh, she was so upset about it. So I kind of I agree with you on that, Abby. Okay. Well, I mean, I see your guys' points for sure. It's just the organic drama that I like. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I get that too. So what about your MVP and LVP then, Michelle? Uh, MVP, I had Porcho for um, number one. He benefited, in my opinion, the most from the team switching. Like he went from being with Chloe and they kept losing mm-hmm. and they had no points. Mm-hmm. So to have Vanjie, who's been on the winning side, has now be his partner to be on the only male male team. I think, and to have now he has points. I think he benefited most from the switching of the teams, and then he also won the exile game. So I thought he had a good episode. And then LVP, I did uh, Marina. I. I just found her to be like a little over the top. Yeah, I felt the same way about her last episode too. You, things have really changed around. Like the first half, first five episodes are like completely different than so far the second half. Yeah. It was so like light and fun. And now I'm like, I just like getting disgusting. <laughs> right. <laughs> So I gave my MVP to Vanjie um, for winning the Exile game and for putting on the Margaritas party. Um, I think he just has some really good lines. I think he's a really good personality. Um, and I think that he was just another standout character this episode. So um, I gave my MVP to Vanjie and then I gave my LVP to Joey. He was just still kind of a sore loser about everything and even when they got into the year and Chloe's like can we cuddle and him saying telling her no and all that it was just um I don't know I just and uh, the amount of time it took them to find the note under the thing and then the fact that he's like talking about like the words and like what does this mean and like he still can't figure out that the red stupid letters is what it means like come on like that's so obvious so My LVP this episode was Joey. How about you, Abby? Okay, I didn't really have anyone stand out for the MVP, but I'm going with Vanjie just because he's just for the likability factor, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, and then my LVP was actually Joey as well. And it's funny that you just mentioned how things have changed because I loved Joey the first couple episodes mm-hmm. and the past two or three, I'm like, he's right. I, he's unwatchable. Yeah, I agree. So. Completely yeah. agree. Um, is there anything else you two want to add before we wrap this episode up then? Mm, nope. All right, well, um, then we'll go ahead and 
wrap this episode up. Like I said before, when I post this episode on our Twitter, I'll also be posting a picture of Abby's husband with Angelina. Um, so thank you all so much for tuning in and we will see you soon.